0: Hello, love! Welcome to Floating on a Cloud Podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. love. It is such a pleasure and honor of mine to be sitting here chatting with Gwen Peterson today. She is a good friend. She's a Spiritual Communities Network's founder and leader that I'm part of. She's been on this podcast a few other times, but honestly, she's just such a, such a dear friend. Um, and so to introduce her, she's um, through her personal spiritual practice, Um, Gwen has followed her soul's guidance in creating Spiritual Communities Network and Insight and Illuminations, where she supports teachers and seekers of spiritual growth. Really great community, um, really great work that she's doing. If that resonates with you, please connect with her. Um, She has been featured in Natural Awakenings magazine and a variety of podcasts and radio shows. She has just, she's just released her first book. Inside and elimination. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. You can find it on Amazon. Um, so welcome. Hun.
1: Thank you, Sarah, for having me back.
0: And you're welcome. I love having conversations with you. You're such a wealth of knowledge. And so welcome. So tell me a bit about your book. I, I've i got, I got a little glimpse of it. I got to read the beginning works of it. Um, but I want, I want, I want others to know, just tell me a bit about the book.
1: Okay, well, you know, the inspiration was coming through for some time from Spirit. Um, I work with the Archangels and Ascended Masters, and they'd been nudging me that a book was going to be in the making, and I was kind of, it was kind of cringeworthy. I just really wasn't, that wasn't really where I was thinking. But our souls have its own plan when it comes in, so... um so yeah so they hinted at where they wanted it to go and basically the book revolves around an event that happened in my life about 30 years ago um and in that because of that event i um began a spiritual journey for myself of what that you know what was that incident and what does that mean to me in my life um and what i did is i discovered a unique perspective on life and one that is uh Meant to demonstrate how the book hopefully demonstrates how we can have fun and be happy with our life experiences um, because our souls come here for a reason and that reasons to have some fun you know it's here for the experience and um, i think sometimes we get too serious and so my book helps people to kind of get a different perspective so they can kind of go hey you know what Life can't be, you know, it's not that it's going to be all, you know, puppies and kittens all the time. But if you're in alignment with your soul and you're kind of seeing it from its perspective, you can have a better appreciation and feel i think for what the roller coaster ride can look like sometimes
0: (laughs) (laughs) when you said it couldn't be all puppies and kittens i have a nine-year-old who would beg to differ like if her whole world could revolve around puppies and kittens she would be good. She would be good to go. She reads about them. She studies them. She watches YouTube on them. She watches TikTok. It is all, her whole world is puppies and kittens. So Who
1: doesn't want a puppy and a kitten, you know, everybody, (laughs) but you know what, they grow up and then you go, oh, there's another half of life here. That's beyond the puppy and kitten stage. (laughs) I grew
0: up on a farm, which we've talked about. And um, there's like everything, everything, when it's like, small and baby it's all very lovely like piglets really great hog not so much so you know I'm totally deviating from your book we'll get back on track no that Um, sounds you're good but having fun yeah I know I, I honestly I take I take life too seriously I I have a tendency to go down a serious gotta get a get stuff done type of path and so so you wrote the book in hopes that it would give light to having more fun. Can can you expand on that at all and help me?
1: Um yeah, I'm hoping that the reader will take away that the you know the idea that life is not as serious as we make it out to be. Each of our souls are here. Um it knows what the life experience is going to be. It no you know it, it came in for certain experiences and everything in between is up for grabs so we can, you know, enjoy it as much as we want or we can hate it as much as we want. And so it's a hope that maybe um, that they'll feel more comfortable in that developing a dialogue with their soul and living more from that soul experience and perspective, Um, you know, because our soul is all, it's unconditional love, it's unconditional joy, and, you know, it's not holding us hostage and it's not judging us or anything. And so, you know, like I said, I'm hoping that from that perspective of the soul, we can start to look at our life in a little bit different thing. And so the book, the book's in three parts and the first part's called It's a Game. And that part of the book is actually set up like the directions to a game board. So I've had a number of reviews already on Amazon where people are like, it's kind of a fun take on life, you know, they're like, it's a fun, it's a fun storyline, and humor and stuff. So I'm, I'm glad that I was able to convey that I was hoping that, you know, you know, sometimes we write a book, and we're like, you're up here going, I'm really hoping this comes across the way, you know, it's sounding to me. And it, it does, it sounds like um, the people who've read it so far, um, are finding fun with it. Getting my humor, which can some kind sometimes be out there. <laughs> yeah. So and then the second part of the book goes a little deeper. It's called Aha Moments and uh, puzzle pieces actually, but they're aha moments. And it takes you a little deeper into your spirituality if the reader wants to do that. Um, it can be worked like an oracle card, too, to where you can just kind of open the book to those pages, read the inspiration for that week, and kind of work with that. And then the third part of the book is um, on the soul connection. And not everybody is, you know, all about doing the integrated personality and developing, a, you know, a dialogue with their soul. Because not all souls, it wasn't all their intention, you know, to be so... Um, light worker
0: <laughs> yeah it's true I mean from channel when I first received the assignment from spirit that I was to channel soul's callings I humanly Sarah would never have imagined all the different avenues and paths that souls were to take like I you know i thought well maybe they're all going to be channeled a lot like myself of what i you know coaching spiritual spiritual awakening just woo like if you will you know like all i don't know woo, but just energy wise but then as i started channeling other people's souls there was very practical um practical strategic things that the soul came here to do there are some souls that came or like no, I'm here to heal past all my past lives and bring me up to the present, which uh, that blew my mind. Cause I was like, I, why wouldn't you do that when you're in the non-physical and just <laughs> heal then, you know? Um, and then there was like other, oh my gosh, I met this one gentleman and I was channeling for him and I was new to, to this experience. And he was like, and the, the soul was just like, I'm new here. No, I, I'm new here. I'm new here. And I kept, so finally I came out of it and I looked at him and I said, is your soul new? Like, this is your first time here on earth. Like you're often like, oh, look at the sky. Oh my God, the grass is green. This is amazing. Like, oh my God. like You're just completely amazed by everything. And he just starts laughing. He's like, every time I do one of these workshops, every time I get my like acoustic records read or any. He's like, it always starts with the conception of me. And he's like, it's always just the beginning. And I'm like, well, I think it, this is the reading that you've had up to this point. I'm pretty sure that this is like, you're new. <laughs> hey, this is <you're> new here. <laughs> so yeah, some souls come here to really dive into yes. all of that. And some some are not at all.
1: Some are here just, I want to just play. The other ones are like, like you said, they have been around the block a few times and they're like, okay. And and, and you, you said an interesting thing where, like you said, well, why didn't, um, why didn't the soul take care of that when it was in, out of the physicalness yeah. of it? And a lot of it's because it's all about the physical, because in, the physical world, there's nowhere else like it. Okay, it's the biggest game in town. Spirit loves to play in third dimension, because third dimension is where they get to touch, taste and feel. It's where time exists. You know, it's where you know, the the mind exists this stuff doesn't, they can't get it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So like when they're out of body, there's nothing to heal, mm. you know. There's nothing to heal. They're they're there, but when they come back into an avatar body, now they've got all all that juice there again. <laughs> you know, they've got all that stuff they can work with and play with and things that they can remember from the physical. And so, yeah, it's yeah. It, so if you can see it as it's just a it's really just a game. And I get it. There is crap on this third dimension that, you know, it's like, seriously? And that's supposed to be fun. But again, our souls see these things from a different perspective. You know, they're not so caught up in, you know, is it bad or is it good? It's not judging it when it's here. When it's here and coming through, it's only for the experience. Because all of this really, I'll go there. All of this is just an illusion anyway, right? It's just third dimension is just a concept that's held in place by our souls as a group. They agreed to hold this space for playing.
0: Huh. So that concept has always been a struggle for me and always uh up to hopefully this point, and maybe you can bring light to even myself, when people say that it's all an illusion or like it's all smoke and mirrors, I I can't conceptualize that. I mean, people expect me to conceptualize it, but I have read it, I have meditated on it, I have elevated to the soul standpoint. Can you expand on that at all, at least for my own (laughs) (laughs) play?
1: Um, Yeah, you know, because it does, it does take a little bit. um, It's some mental acrobats is what it is. (laughs) Um, And some different authors have touched on it. it. If you think of it more of you're at a play, so you went to the movie theater, or you're at a Broadway show. And if you can start to see yourself as your soul is sitting in the audience, watching what's going on. All right. And it's not judging anything, it's just watching it. And then all of a sudden, you decide to get up and get on that stage and start moving the actors around, you know, and you you do have that kind of control where, you know, and it's a belief system thing. And it's not something you're gonna out of the gate go, okay, I'm gonna start to do this, (laughs) because it does take practice, because you really need to shift into a space where you understand that when you're in an environment, the people are just, they're all actors too, and at any given time you can give them the script to work with. Yeah. But you have to really, <laughs> you really have to be there with it and really kind of feel that. Did that help at all, the, that perspective that it's more of you're on a, on a, if you were on a stage with other people?
0: Yes, it does. It does. It does and I like the um, being able to look outside and, and watch the play without any judgment. Um, Some thoughts were coming up, but I prefer not to share them right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, that is one of the things that you can play with if you want to just kind of play with the idea of it yeah. is when you're in a situation where you're there's people around you. If you can kind of withdraw your, the engagement, you know, it, it, and I, and that takes some finessing because not everybody understands that they, that they're, in, because they're so engaged, they don't understand they can disengage. <laughs> but if you could put yourself in that place where I'm just watching a movie. So if you're in a room with people and you just kind of step back and look at it through the eyes of I'm just watching a play in action, you can start to play with that disengaging thing. And and then you can start to feel how much energy you bring to the picture. And then as you start to play with, well, am I bringing good energy or bad energy to this picture, then you'll start to see people shift accordingly. Because if you realize, you know, oh, I see what I'm bringing here. I'm not in a real good place. And so they're all reacting that same way. So you go to the bathroom. Think about those puppies and kitties. <laughs> get in a real good place. Come back out and you will see the room shift accordingly. Yes. Yes. And that I understand. <laughs> and that's all it is.
0: That yeah. And that's
1: the illusion. I, that and that's was... the illusion thing I was talking about is that we think that The thing we saw before we went into the bathroom is written in stone that nothing can change this is you know and we're just all uh, really invested in it. But the illusion is no, no we're not (laughs) we don't have to be, we can let this just ride the way it wants to ride and then and the more you play with how that is you'll start to notice all kinds of things shift in your life. All of a sudden, um, you'll, you'll have a conversation on x and x starts showing up all over the place, people start talking about x, you can get x (laughs) everywhere. It just you it you have that energetic power, but you can't really see it unless you're able to really disengage a little bit from the play, if you will. Yeah,
0: so interesting, I love it um i love we I was just on another call, and the other the other person had been expanding my consciousness as well, and so you're doing the same thing, so then I have to be like okay back in back in being host mode, all right, so <laughs> um what did you love most uh about the book and you writing the book, and just what did you love most about it
1: um i loved what I loved most, and this is gonna be weird um mm-hmm. But that goes, I guess, without saying is as I wrote it, it was consciously channeled. Okay. Cause I, I'm always channeling spirit. I don't really turn it off. I'm always tuned in. They're always giving me feedback. My soul's always giving me nudges here and there. And so the book was created that way, but it also was created because I'm a conscious channel and I think you are too, Sarah. So you can, even though you're, tapped into spirit and taken in the vibrational messages, your mind is still consciously there because you're not a trans channel. You haven't shut that off. So your mind comes in and it's like, what the heck are you thinking about now? Or where the heck are these ideas coming from? And you can hear this crazy dialogue, right? And um, so the book, when I wrote it, I wanted people to understand that inner dialogue as well so that took a lot with my editors because they were like you what are these thought bubble things that you have and what is this and why and they they, and I said you know what it has to be in my voice you have to leave it this way so that people understand that when they're on a spiritual journey they're going to hear things and they're going to feel things and this and that and it's okay, <laughs> you know that it's okay. So I tried to write the book from inside my head. What what's going on inside my head? <laughs> and I think that's where people are like, it's pretty funny because what goes on in my head is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always this constant, you know, spirit will be like, do this, and my brain will be like, oh, I don't know, I don't think so, and it's like, spirit's like, well have at it. <laughs> and then I'll do it. And I'll be like, well, why didn't you guys tell me? They're like, huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, you we told you. <laughs> I'm like, well, you could have been more forceful. <laughs> They're like, no, no, it wasn't. You know, it was one of those things where, you know, remember I said there's points that are like going to be there and everything else is up for grabs. That wasn't up for grabs thing. <laughs>
0: I love it, and I know trying to articulate that can be helpful, but it's also <laughs> it's unconventional. It's illogical because people are like, "I'm reading this book, and this is how it should be, and these are the steps I'm following, and blah blah." You know, so I'm I, I'm glad that you 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 took a leap with that because I think yeah. it will be helpful, and hopefully, those who are reading it understand it because that's one thing that I get a lot is the question and you probably do as well. Just how do you tell the difference between a thought that you're thinking and a thought that you're receiving? So that hopefully will help decipher. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get that question all the time. You know, people are like, you know, well, which thing am I listening to here? which thing am I listening to? And in the book, I talk about what that, what you want to be listening to. And basically that's that dialogue with your soul and with spirit Spirit is unconditional love, peace, and joy 100% of the time. And if we're not feeling that or what we're thinking isn't resonating with that, then it's our mind. It's that physical avatar wanting to have its own way.
0: (laughs) Spirit gave me um, this image, and I don't know if it's right, wrong, good, bad, whatever, um, that the soul is on its path. So it's like, it's like this parent and the mind and the body are like two unruly children with, with squiggly lines. So if it's on a graph, like the soul is like real straight and narrow. And it's like, yes, this is what we're doing. We're really honed in. And then the the mind and body are like, no, I'm going to go over here. No, I want to go over here. No, I want to go over here. So like the image that, that it came to is like, it's like a parent with two unruly children who are trying to get to the bus at the same time in the morning
1: i talk about that in the book i says, i because i just i just call it the mind i don't really go in i don't give the body its own thing it's the mind you know it's the whole physical avatar and i say it in the book i'm like it's like dealing with a three-year-old child and if you can and if you can appreciate that then you're halfway there because It's the same rules, you know, when your mind is like, you're saying, no, I don't wanna do this, or I wanna meditate, or I, you know, whatever it is over here, which is the good thing. And then on the other side, you got your mind going, no, I really wanna have another slice of pizza and some beer. That's what I wanna do. And I wanna stay up late and do nothing. That's the three-year-old wanting to stay up late. (laughs) So if you put the three-year-old in its room, It's going to kick and scream but you can you can if you can outlast it then it starts to break down but like a three-year-old if you cave in it's twice as hard the next time you know it's like it only takes that one that one what's it called when you the the you let the camel put his nose under the tent
0: All I can imagine just now is my three-year-old sticking her fingers un- under the door. Can you see them? She just was doing that. Can hey, mommy? Can you see this? Hi, I'm under here. I'm under here. And then I'm just gonna open the door. And then it's like, hi, I'm right here.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's ex- that's exactly. Don't mind me. That.
0: Just trying to use the bathroom by myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, that, you know that's the mind. And once you kind of get a feel for your mind, you know, and people they get. I've talked to people too, and and I'm guilty of it as well. When I first started out, I'd get really angry with my mind that, you know, why are you keep going there? Why do you keep doing that? You know, why can't you just, (laughs) but you have to think of it, if you think of it like a child again, you can't yell at a child. (laughs) I mean, you can, but you're not going to get anywhere with them, right? So you need to sit down and figure out a strategy plan to work around whatever the thing is that the mind is not letting go of, you know,
0: that little bit was what was really helpful for
1: me in my own healing, my own
0: listening. Um, I had a coach once teach me how to lovingly parent the ego, which you're saying ego mind, like it's like lovingly it, And, and she was like, imagine that it's a seven-year-old and that was helpful. And three year, I mean, it's someone young a child <laughs> and, and she also was like, "You just don't want to yell at the three. And I appreciated that because some other, you know, teachers um, teach around that you need to put the put the cr- inner critic in its place, kill the critic. Like there's like all these analogies, and it just doesn't. It it didn't help. It didn't. It didn't feel right to me. I'm I, right. I don't. I don't know. It just didn't feel right
1: and that and that's key if it doesn't feel right that's because you're coming at it not from your soul's place because your soul doesn't hate your mind huh? it needs your mind it needs your mind to be anchored into this game and the mind once it starts to get a feel for what's going on and it, it and i talk about this in the book too i think in part two where i'm, I'm like our minds are just fearful and i heard another lady who she did it you know um when i was really struggling because i had i had heard you know you had to get rid of the ego you had to get you know and so you get in this root and you can't okay you can't get rid of your mind you can't get rid of the ego because it's the avatar that houses the soul plain and simple so this woman and this was a big turning point for me she says she envis- envisions it as a cat on her lap So she'll sit with her mind on her lap and she'll just stroke it. And she knows that her cat's scared and she talks gently and wonderfully and reassuringly to it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense, you know? So once I started really engaging with my mind and saying, hey, (laughs) we're gonna be best buds. (laughs) and we're gonna work together on this. Once I went in that direction with it, the whole thing changed because then it wasn't this internal struggle all the time. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. So,
0: what? anything else that you want to share with us? Any final words of wisdom that you may have?
1: No, no, I don't think so. Um, You know, if you're drawn to the book, you know, I'd say, give it a read. It's a type. And I, and I'll say this out of the, I'll say this, um, the book isn't something you just sit down and read through. Okay. And go, oh, I read that book. (laughs) It's, it's a book that you're going to read and then you're going to reread it again. And then you're going to reread it again. And you might do it in pieces. Okay. Like I said, there's three parts and each one gets progressively deeper. So you might only read part one, And maybe only half of it and then come back to it later and read it again, because it's got depth and. um, Layers to it that if you're new to all of this, it might take some time just digesting what you're reading, you know, especially you know if if the whole idea of this is an illusion, you are like what. (laughs) Don't worry, because the book is set up to where you'll be easily guided into you know what any and you don't have to believe any of this stuff okay the whole idea behind the book is you developing what's truth for you okay you don't have to buy anything that gwen peterson puts in this book all right it's all about you discovering who you are what your soul's about and what your own personal truth is and so the book just walks you through how to get there with it. And that's about it. Um,
0: Beautiful. Yeah. How, what's the best way to connect with you?
1: Best way to get in touch with me is to visit my website, insightsandilluminations.com. <clears throat> I have an email, Gwen at insightsandilluminations.com. Awesome.
0: <laughs> and
1: those, either way, either of those, um if you visit the website though the website is where i have my meditations i have a lot of um work there that can support you in whatever you're doing
0: all right beautiful i'll put that in the show notes and so people pop on over to insightandilluminations.com and then also check out her insight and illuminations book on amazon and we'll also put the link to the book in the show notes so thank you so much for this conversation and we'll talk You're
1: soon. Thank you. Thank you again, Sarah. And it was great to see you. I've missed you. I haven't seen you in so long. All
0: right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon.